part two of my mistakes and disasters where we're purchasing more and more education in more and more modalities but not really looking at how we're going to use it how we're going to incorporate it and the reason this is mistake number two I'd done all my training I did the coaching course which was amazing because it changed the way I spoke to people it changed the way in which I worked with people. It meant that my clients weren't as pressured to change, that I made sure they understood that I understood how difficult change can be. Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. And here we are at part two of my mistakes and disasters. So maybe you heard part one where I talked about working in rooms and choosing those rooms and the disaster that I had moving out of my home business and into clinic space. So I talked about how we need to double check everything and really look at that space and spend time in that space. And the same goes for today's mistakes. Now, I don't truly believe in failure. I obviously we make mistakes. That's what they are. And But failure to me means that I just have to look back. Yes, I'm going to be upset something's happened. Yes, I'm going to be disappointed. Yes, I might have to go through, you know, the five stages of grief, you know, denial that I did it wrong, anger that it was wrong, it was a disaster, I need to bargain with myself or others. And then, you know, you're a bit depressed or a bit down that it all happened. And then you move into acceptance. So I do move through those stages. And when things are bugging me and things are really pressing in on me, then I stop and I really think about it and I do go through that as a system I actually say to myself why am I denying that I did this or that I said this or that I behave like this or that I purchased this disastrous item I purchased a disastrous item online on Facebook the other day you know they all pop up into your feed and it was a travel wash thing and you sort of switched it on it had a USB and off it could wash a couple of you know pairs of knickers or whatever so I thought well this is a really cool little thing it's travel it's flat so I got it the other day it's like a fold-up bucket so really that doesn't attach to anything it has no USB it's got absolutely nothing and of course there's no recourse for me to get my money back because I paid by credit card and all the rest of it should have done PayPal on that one anyway you know I can look at that and I can go through I can get angry and I can do all of the things or I can just go why did you buy something off Facebook again? You know, just stop doing that. So when we think about mistakes that we make, we do need to go through all of the, you know, the five stages. And sometimes there's more than five. Sometimes we hang out more in one stage than another, as I'm sure you all know, you will, I'm assuming that you will learn the five stages of grief in college. And I remember learning them in nursing. I don't actually remember learning them in college, but I had a lot of subjects I didn't have to do because of my nursing. So I'm assuming that everybody else got to learn it like I would have in nursing college. So today I'm going to talk about the mistakes I've made in education, in purchasing education, because I've been, you know, in business, I've been studying, I was late to the studying party, I didn't study straight after school, well actually I did, I went to a college and tried to learn to be a secretary, 
It was a long time ago. And I was rubbish at it, just to let you know. But I did learn to type, which I'm very grateful for. So there's another disaster. I spent, I went along, I was the only one who'd finished year 12. No one else had finished school because you didn't have to back in the day. And so most of them had no formal, you know, long-term formal education. Of course, I'd done English literature and things like this. And so I got exempt again from a lot of the classes, except for the shorthand and typing. Shorthand I was rubbish at and typing I made it to the glorious speed of 30 words per minute before I decided after six months that really I'd probably learnt all I could learn. So it was one year course, would you believe it? Anyway, so I am grateful because I learnt to type but and it was an experience but it clearly wasn't for me. I then traveled and while I was traveling, I worked. I worked in pubs and I worked at clubs. I worked in restaurants. I ended up running restaurants. I have more than one passport. So it's not difficult for me to stay in places and learn about the place. And, you know, I work hard. I've always had a job, literally always had a job. So, you know, I was delivering junk mail. It's not as big now as it used to be, but junk mail was a really big thing. So I started delivering junk mail when I was very young. I had my own paper around at 10. I went to the supermarket as soon as I hit 14, I think it was. Prior to that, so when I was 13, 14, I was under the table earning at a pizza restaurant. So after the supermarket, you know, so I've always worked. I've always paid my own way and I've always made sure there's enough money coming in. And if it doesn't come in from one job, then I will have more than one job. I always have a goal insight and so with our education and training there always has to be that goal that goal in sight of where we're going with this what will it get us what will we achieve from this and you know sometimes the advice isn't the right advice and sometimes we just need to spend longer thinking about where will this get me what will this do for me am I doing this for me am I doing this for others am I doing this to expand my business am I doing this to avoid what I'm doing so what I found actually backtracks ever so slightly I don't know how many years ago now five six years ago maybe a bit longer I read a book by Tara Maher and literally in the first chapter in the first few pages it says men will get their degree or their education and they will go out and work and they will immediately start earning more than the woman who does exactly the same education but then feels she needs a master she feels she needs something else she never feels adequate and so she keeps on learning and she keeps on putting money into the training to learn more and more and more I love learning I can't help myself I start watching a webinar and I'll watch it to the end if it's a good one do have issues with listening to boring voices I you know I listen to podcasts all the time so I'm always learning and I'm always teaching and I love it so when I think about all of the money that I've spent on education the money that I've put into my education and to all the modalities when I look back how much have I really needed for what has ultimately become my profession as a naturopath. I needed my naturopathy. Because I'd come from nursing, I was very prescriptive with when I started out. So I was very, very prescriptive with what I, you know, you're going to take this, you're going to do this, off you go, bye now. And well, they didn't do it. Why not? Because as a nurse, I'll only be saying, here, take this tablet. I wouldn't be saying, and you've got to exercise and you've got to eat better and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And there's all the lifestyle stuff and, you know, I'm changing their diet. And so I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. So a long time ago now, I did a coaching course. So originally, you know, people who would follow through, who would do everything I asked, amazing percentage of success, but I was very prescriptive in my attitude. So I did a coaching course. It was a year-long coaching course. I never do anything by halves. So I did a year-long coaching course. And in that course, I realized how 
to compromise with people, how to negotiate, how to discover their boundaries, reach to their boundaries and figure out their boundaries. And this is what I teach in the graduate program. It's part of the graduate program's basis is how to make sure you've got that ongoing success. So with all these modalities that I've learned, all of these trainings, so my disaster training and when I realized that I needed to really change how I behaved and what I was doing was I'd done my, so my basic training, nursing basic training, and then I've done intensive care and all of those things that I did community pediatrics. So I was a community nurse and then I did all of these other trainings and then I did my neutropathy training while I was still nursing. So I had to pay for it. So, you know, I was paying for, for it by nursing and then I started my small business I was still nursing so I wasn't ready to give up nursing at that point and so I was working part-time as a nurse and part-time as a naturopath and all of the time I was thinking oh there's something more there must be something more and of course I was late to the study party I hadn't as I said properly gone straight after school so it wasn't like I'd got sick of education because I'd had this big break while I'd been traveling so lots of people you know they'll finish their uni and they'll be like I'm so sick of studying now and they might take a break or they'll go I just have to finish my master's it's one of those things isn't it where you think you've never finished you just have to do more. Whereas the reality is we have to be selective. Um, That's why I created the graduate program to make sure that the people who train in naturopathy stay in naturopathy so that they work in the way they want or in nutrition or herbalism, you know, in their coaching practice, whatever it may be, so that they stay where they are and any additional education that they may choose because I get asked all the time, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Is the right way of doing it? So a great example and the reason this is mistake number two is so I'd done all my training. I did the coaching course, which was amazing because it changed the way I spoke to people. It changed the way in which I worked with people. It meant that my clients weren't as pressured to change, that I made sure they understood that I understood where they were coming from, that how difficult change can be. And that made a huge difference to my practice, to my paperwork, to what I was doing, to using motivational profiles, things like that. So it made a huge difference to the way I practiced. But at the same time, I was like, oh, you know, I'm not getting all the clients I want. And you know, that's advertising, guys. And I wasn't doing any of it. So there were lots of aspects of my business that I wasn't really you know, really getting down to and looking at. And so our mistake number two is where we're purchasing more and more education in more and more modalities, but not really looking at how we're going to use it, how we're going to incorporate it. The graduate program makes sure that you're getting into your business like what you've got now. And so we're focusing. And so we can look, oh, yeah, you do actually, we really would be good for you to have another modality for that you could do that training, you know, but some trainings can wait. So some specializations can wait. What I see a lot of people doing is they qualify and the first bunch of students, first sort of group of clients they have in, you know, it's all gut. So they do all this massive gut training. And then suddenly they start realizing that the people are coming to see them, you know, have changed. And yes, they have all this education on gut and gut health, and they're doing more and more and they've signed up for the next course. And yet they've got all of these people suddenly with menopause. So and that happens a lot when we first come out is we're not really sure we start to niche, but we're not really sure of our focus audience yet. You know, and that's something that grows with time. It's, you know, my focus audience when I first qualified 
with young mothers and pregnant women because that is the zone I was in. So I was meeting these people at kindy. I was meeting these people in the schoolyard. So they were coming to see me. They were referring their friends. Not all of them wanted to have more babies. Not all of them wanted to talk about their babies. And so I realized that I actually had a much bigger area that I was covering because I was attracting, you know, people with anxiety. I was attracting people who had hormonal issues. I was attracting, so, you know, those are the areas that I then had to go and look at. But what was my disaster training? What was my mistake? Well, my mistake was I had, so I did my coaching, which was great. Then I did nothing for a little while. And I really wanted to learn hypnosis. This had been something that sort of tickled at me for a very long time. And you can learn hypnosis anywhere, really. But that is kind of the problem. It's just like you can buy an atropathy course online for $20. It doesn't actually give you any of the insights or the proper training, some of these nasty courses. So eventually, I was talking to a friend who's an anesthetist. And here in Adelaide, the anesthetics department run a hypnosis course. So they don't actually run it. It is actually the South Australian Hypnosis Association. But it's mainly run by doctors. So, and it was before I gave up my APRA registration so I could study with them because one of their limitations is you have to be APRA registered. I don't know why, but that was part of their training. So it was fantastic. It was a year long and I, everything, you went through absolutely everything and then we had to present our clients we had to do x number of clients which was easy i have a lot of naturopathic clients who were all up you know for for having a hypnosis session with me and me writing them up so that was easy but you know after i'd done the course then i started looking around at more and more hypnosis courses because i was really enjoying it it fitted in really well with coaching so the language that was used and the you know imagine if you know all of this positive conversation style what's called future pacing so when you ask somebody to look into the future you know the magic question all of the things that go with coaching so hypnosis was getting people really into that deeper state you can't make anybody do anything in hypnosis unless they want to so with stage hypnotists you know they'll have 300 people in the audience and they will filter them down filter them down filter them down until they find that extrovert that really wants to be up there pretending they're playing a violin so you know we can't be made to do things we don't want to do that's a huge fallacy with hypnosis anyway on with what i'm talking about my disaster so then i thought okay i'd like to do more hypnosis training and we heard from another hypnotherapist about this woman who was offering training and I went along to her seminar and it was really interesting because I was into it and, you know, and I was learning lots about it and it was totally interesting. And then I thought, yeah, 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 I'm going to do this. And you had to pay a big deposit. And so it was a thousand dollars deposit. And then you had one session to see what it was all about. So basically it was a script and I was going to be paying her six thousand dollars for a script. And I just paid $6,000 for a year's course. And it dawned on me that I was being taken in. And the more I thought about this, the more I thought about, so I thought, well, I'll just ring her and have a chat. You know, it's her course. And like me, you can ring me and talk to me about my courses. And if it's not right for you, I'm just going to say it's not right for you. And I'm certainly not going to take a thousand bucks of you. So I contacted her and I said, you know, I'm not really sure what happens. And she was repeating her own script of her own background her own you know what had happened to her all of her feelings around her past and the reason she'd created it so this her story script she repeated over and over again and it dawned on me this was not totally not for me you know I wasn't just half-hearted about it now I was convinced this wasn't for me but this was a person who had so many issues that you know I should have heard them all on her story right at the beginning when she went on about her story about her past about her abuse that she was still stuck in her story and her script 
for getting out of this out of your own story hadn't worked for her so I should have spotted this very early on but I was wrapped up in it I was with my friends and they'd said they were going to do it and a couple of them have done very well with her script and with her system but it totally wasn't for me so then I realized that because of her behaviors I had to and because of my past coaching training that I had to get her to dump me you know, the boyfriend-girlfriend thing, it had to be she dumped me, not the other way around. So I finally got her to say that on the phone that I wasn't suitable. And I, oh, thank you so much for telling me I'm not suitable. That's really good to know. And she'd give me the money back. She never gave me the money back. But the moral of this story is, is your training accredited? And have you had that one-on-one with the person first? before the training starts? So, you know, remember when you decided to go to college, you spoke to the intake people didn't you you went in and you went through everything what you'd get at the end of it how it all worked so I'd gone to a talk with lots of people there and I didn't think about it and what I should have done of course was straight away was said can I have you know 15 minutes of your time six thousand dollars of my money I think I can have 15 minutes of your time to decide if I gel with you if you're my person if because I had a 20 minute conversation with her in the end and within five minutes I realized that it was not going to be right for me totally not right for me we didn't gel we didn't sink nothing was going to work and then I had to figure out on my feet how to get out of it and I'd already paid my thousand dollars I never got my money back even though she said yes 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 you'd get your money back I lost my thousand dollars she didn't give it back to me so spend the time book the focus call if it's on offer really do you need that what is it going to give to you ultimately is that going to be the area in which you're going to stay is it accredited the you know my graduate program you get cpd or cpa whatever you want to call it for that and it's independent as well so that means that you can have your full independent hours if you're with say the nhaa so you'll get your full hours because I cover everything. I cover business, so you can get that in there, the mentoring. I have educational webinars, so you get those in there. So it's a real breakdown, and it means that it works, whereas her course wasn't. It wasn't credited. There was, it was just her with her script and her past. And so that is yet another of my mistakes, folks. And it's And I see it all over the internet. The person that's down to their last $1, they think they were, you know, they'd maxed out all their credit cards, all of the things. I never did any of that. I have only ever created my business with the money that my business brings in and I've paid myself a wage. So we need to really think about how is this person going to help me? Have they got the structure to help me in the way that I need that's going to support me at where I am now? So I mean, I have the 90-day program as well. I don't just have the graduate program, but the graduate program is opening its doors on February the 7th. And so it's well worth getting on board with the graduate program or booking in that focus call and finding out what's right for you because we're all different and we all have different needs it might just be the academy is the place for you right now but I don't want you to make these mistakes that I made I don't want you to unnecessarily spend the money that I have spent over the years and I mean if you my husband has this thing price per wear right so when we first arrived in Adelaide we joined a gym because we'd belong to a gym in the UK in Nottingham so we joined a gym here and then I became pregnant and then I couldn't use most of the facilities anyway and I got synthesis pubises so I couldn't walk so my price per wear of going to that gym he would like look at me and go oh that was a $500 gym session then was it darling I'm like oh actually no I went to the hairdresser so I didn't actually walk into the gym at all so no that my next session at the gym will be 
$500. So price per wear. So, you know, you buy school uniform is a perfect example of price per wear. Isn't school uniform expensive? Oh my goodness. You know, hundreds of dollars for school uniform, but that's all they wear every single day for, you know, a year. You know, if it's the blazer, you buy it big, don't you? And it lasts them for four years. So price per wear ultimately comes out really, really good. And price per wear can be looked also at our training. So if you go and you do your, you know, your degree or your advanced diplomas or whatever they are in naturopathy or nutrition or herbalism, whatever it is, and you spend the money on the real education and then you go out and do the job, your price per wear is really worth it. We have to pay off our education and that is ongoing. So even though I was nursing to pay for my education, my naturopathy and nutrition education at the time, I paid each class up front so that I didn't have to worry about it. It wasn't eligible for HEX anyway. So I paid for everything up front. And, but ultimately that's money that I spent then that could have gone on something else. So I'm still paying for that education later on, really. Many of you are still paying for education later on because you've got HEX or you've got Ausstudy or whatever it is that you've used. I wasn't eligible for any of those things. So, but you need to pay off your education and then you need to keep spending on education because it's part of being with an association as having you know ongoing educational support and we have to choose that wisely and one of the best ways to choose your education wisely if it's an expensive course is to check with others you know ask on Facebook has anyone else done it what do you think of it if it's you know and the other one you might be able to share it it might be that the person is putting out, you know, buy one, get one a half price or something. It's really worth putting it in Facebook groups then and saying, anybody else want to be my other half? But if it's something that's expensive, take the focus call if they're offering it or the, you know, everybody calls them different discovery calls. I call it a focus call. They've got all different names, but it's normally around 10 to 15 minutes and you can speak to the person and decide, am I going to spend that money? I'm currently doing a course at the moment and it cost me a thousand US dollars right? So it's with a mentor and it's, so it's all over the summer holidays. So I should have finished it by the time this podcast comes out. I'm writing a webinar at the moment. So the Finding Your Flow webinar is being completely revamped. So you know, do look out for that. But, you know, I've paid $1,000 for that. I double checked everything. I looked through everything. I didn't book a focus call with her because I'd already had contact with her in the past. But I made sure, yes, this is going to cover everything. The outcomes of this, if I do the work, are what I want. Remember, our outcomes are if we do the work. Our outcomes aren't if they supply the information. If we don't do it, then that's our outcome, isn't it? So my outcomes for the graduate program, and that's what we should be putting in our advertising, of course, is our outcomes for our clients, but they have to put in the work, just like my mentees have to put in the work. You know, I can give them all the structure, I can give them all the help, but if you don't implement anything, just like with our clients, then we won't have that change. We won't have that fulfillment. We won't have that, yes, I've done it. Yes, that was really worth it. Just like I say about my naturopathy, my nutrition, my herbal and my coaching and ultimately the year-long hypnosis course, I say, yes, they were really worth it. Was it worth going to the company seminars? Often not really for the education. The education is only on their products. So no, not for the education, but for the networking and catching up with people, that's the value for me. Often I'll wander off and I won't even listen to their sales, but I will be totally catching up with people and seeing people. And of course they're not happening at the moment. So, and I am missing that portion, that networking time with people that I don't see all the time. So I'm hoping to start traveling at some point this year. I'm really looking forward, hopefully, to think 
fingers crossed, I can travel to the NHAA one day seminar. It doesn't look like I'm going to make the ATMS one because of travel restrictions and things like that, which is really irritating. Because I like those. I like the independent education. And that's where I place my focus. And that's what I offer. Independent education. Honest independent education. You can look at any of my testimonials and everybody will tell you how honest I am. And I'm sure you already know because you're still listening. Hopefully you're still listening anyway. And it's not really bite-sized today, is it? We've already hit the 26 minutes. So it's time for me to go. Please... Would you, if you haven't already, give me a review? It really does help. I'd love you. I mean, there's a couple there already, but the more the merrier. So I would love you to put a preferably five-star review in there if you've got a moment and if you've enjoyed this. And I look forward to catching up with you very, very soon. See ya. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.